What is going on, everybody? Jonathan Tammy here with Adam Ronis for another edition of Anti Up Sonus Podcast Network. Uh, Adam recording here following the Dodgers World Series Game 6 victory. Uh, definitely a lot of storylines just within this game to talk about. Uh, overall, though, what was your impression of this series and then tonight's game? Well, I'm not surprised that the Dodgers won. You know, I wrote a MLB playoff preview and I said, it's really difficult to see the Dodgers losing. The only thing was the extended playoffs, adding more teams I thought might make it a little bit more difficult, but I I thought they were the best team and I thought they would win it. Uh, and they did. Uh, obviously, tonight's game, Blake Snell is the story here. Everyone's talking about it. He is absolutely on cruise control, dominating Five and a third innings, two hits, one run. Actually, well, he didn't allow the run. He left with a base runner on. Nine strikeouts. And at 73 pitches, 48 strikes, Kevin Cash takes him out with Mookie Betts due up and the top of the order. And the top of the order was 0 for 6 with six strikeouts against Snell. Mm -hmm. It made no sense to take him out. I don't care about the third time through the order. I don't care about any of those stats. The bullpen has been overworked. They haven't been good. They brought in Nick Anderson, who's been bad in the postseason. Nick Anderson set a, a postseason record, seven straight appearances allowing an earned run. Yeah. Like, look, sometimes you have to look and see what's going on and make a decision off that. I'm all for analytics, stats, and data. I think it provides you more information. But tonight's instance, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that Blake Snell is dominating. And I think everyone thought once he left the game, that's it. It's over. You got to let the guy stay in the game. And I know this year, I don't think he's gone past the sixth inning. I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah, they took, they, they took him out early a lot. Yeah. Now, in the playoffs, you know, his pitch counts were getting up to the 80s. He had one game recently where I think he actually went over 100. Um, but, yeah, you look at going into this, four and two-thirds in the first game against L.A., four innings against the Astros, five innings against the Astros – Five innings against the Yankees, five and two-thirds against the Blue Jays. Uh, but the pitch counts wire, and he was walking, guys. See, in that, those games, I get it. He had four walks in the first game against the Dodgers, four walks against the Astros. So, you know, he wasn't sharp. He was filthy. Yes, he was dialed Dominating. It. They yeah. couldn't touch him. He didn't issue one walk tonight. Not one. That was a yeah. telltale sign. In nine strikeouts, and you take this guy out, it was just inexcusable. We all knew it was going to blow up. Mookie Betts was so damn excited. Now, the other factor is, and I'm not going to put too much stock in this. You know Mookie Betts. You faced him in, you, you watched him in Boston. Yeah. 55 at-bats this year. He had 200 against lefties with a 573 OPS. Small sample. You know, it's a short season. So he was better against righties. But that's not the whole point. I think, too, the psychological shift. If I'm in a Dodgers dugout and I see Blake Snell coming out, like, I'm throwing a parade, yeah. man. I'm ecstatic. Nick Anderson being the guy that's being brought into that game too, who struggled. I mean, my God. I mean, you pointed out yourself going into the stretch of the next three hitters. They were 0 for six with six strikeouts. They were they couldn't touch Blake Snell, and they didn't. They, they switched him, took him out, and put an Anderson there. I mean, and do you think anyone would have complained if Mookie Betts hit a home run off him? No one would have said anything. Oh, you yeah. should have no. And I think even if they let him pitch after allowing a home run to Mookie Betts, no one would have said anything. I mean, yeah, I would know. It was a tie game if that, if that ended up being the case. And said you're, or, or no, it would have been two one. You're right, it would have been two one. But uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. You, you don't you. There was a, it was an interesting question on Twitter. It's like, would you rather 
um, you know, be the Grady Little or be the Kevin Cash, right? Where you, Grady Little, obviously, you know, back against the Red Sox Yankees, left in pager too long, lost the game that way. Or Cash now pulls Snell early, bullpen comes in and gives it up. And I'd rather be the Grady Little. I'd rather lose with my best pitcher on the mound, right? Leave him out there, trust him. And if, and if Snell gives up the lead, well, then he's your best pitcher. He gave up the lead. You know, tip your cap to Mookie Betts here. But you took him off the mound when he was dominating, and you gave it to the bullpen who had been struggling. It just... Uh, yeah, definitely one of my more mind-boggling decisions. And it's it's a point where, like, analytics sometimes is almost going too far uh, in baseball, it seems. I don't know if there was a, an analytics-based decision. You know, we didn't get to hear anything from Cash yet. We're recording right after the game ends, so I'm interested to see what he says. But no one would have ripped him if he left him in and Betts hits a tour on Homer. For what? He was cruising. You can't take him out. Now, I will say this. every A lot of people are blaming the loss on the Blake Snell move, that's not why Tampa Bay lost. So was it a bad move? No question about it. I don't. I saw hardly anyone who thought that it was a good move. He was at 73 pitches and he was cruising. But that's not why the Rays lost this series. The Rays did not hit at all. They had one run in this game. It was a home run by Babe Ruth. I mean, uh, yeah, Arizona. Basically, Rosarina right? In the yeah. first inning. And they had five hits and they struck out 16 times. And... I wrote this in my wager alarm articles. Like I was a Kershaw, uh, his first game, his prop player uh, prop for strikeouts was five and a half. I'm like the race strikeout so much. I'm taking the over. Um, I couldn't do that with Gonsolin because he didn't go far, right. um, but they struck out a ton. I did it. Oh, in the Astro series, Framber Valdez too. Like his strikeout prop was like over five and a half. I'm like, Oh, take the over. And he crushed it in the third inning. Cause the Rays strike out a ton. They were near the top. And leaderboards this year in baseball and strikeouts. So that was their biggest problem in this series, which is why I picked the Dodgers to win tonight. Yes, the Rays had the matchup with Blake Snell going against Gonsolin. We knew Gonsolin probably would not go deep into this game after being used as an opener the first time around, and the Dodgers would have to go deep into their bullpen. But I figured it would stay close, and the Dodgers would find a way to score runs late. You know, the Rays relied on their bullpen a lot. A lot of these guys struggled towards the end. They might have been worn down. And you got to credit the Dodgers' bullpen tonight. I mean, they were phenomenal. Gonsolin yeah. went an inning and two-thirds. And uh, Urias, obviously, was filthy. Oh, tremendous. And smart move. You know, Dave Roberts has been known to make bad moves. And, you know, he was cruising. Leave him in. Don't bring in Kershaw. Don't bring in Kenley Jansen. Uh, so, you look, everyone's going to focus on the Blake Snell move. It was terrible. But do the Rays – like, someone was telling me, oh, well, the Rays would have won. Do you really – oh, yeah, really? You think Blake Snell was going nine innings tonight? <laughs> I mean, right. come on. The right. guy hasn't pitched best six inning all year. Even if he gets seven shutdown innings, it still potentially could be one nothing, and you still got to get it from the bullpen. So that's not why they lost. It didn't help them, but they did not hit. Uh, this was a six-game series. They had three runs or fewer in four of the six, and then that one crazy game where the 8-7 game where they got a little lucky to win. I mean, if Cody Bellinger's in center – Maybe the go-ahead run doesn't score. Maybe it's tied. We don't know what happens. But, look, the Dodgers were the better team. Tampa Bay had a great year. Give them a lot of credit. But the Dodgers kind of have been the best team for a few years, and they finally get it done. Yeah. Uh, were they, they were, did they make it in last year, the Dodgers? Was it like two in the last three? Or what, what was their? No, last year was the Nationals. And Nationals, two right, years right, ago right. was the Dodgers-Astros, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Red Sox-Dodgers before that, right? So it was three of the last four for the Dodgers then at the World Series? Yeah, I mean, they, they they keep getting there, man. And they always have great regular seasons and win division titles. And, 
you know, you figured if one of these years they were going to get it. And uh, look, they're just loaded with talent. And, you know, some of it, obviously, they spent money for. But, you know, they did a good job, you know, turning Max Muncy around, uh, Justin Turner. You know, that's part of the analytics part that a lot of people are ripping tonight. You know, that's responsible for bringing in a lot of these guys. Here's an interesting thing that's literally breaking right now as we're recording. Justin Turner was curiously removed from the game. During the was it like the seventh inning, or yeah, I think the I think the eighth. He had a positive COVID test return. What? Oh, I'm just seeing this. Holy crap! Wow. So he was pl- playing with he was playing while COVID positive. Wow. What? A, 2020 is crazy. Man. How does that happen? How did that? How does his test come back positive in the middle of the game? <laughs> like, uh, I. What is oh going God. on there? There's that. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, obviously, a topic for another show. Oh, uh, but uh, that is that is. Uh, you get a mid-game COVID positive test. Uh, like, and- what? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, uh, we just got results. Get Justin out the game. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, oh, man. I was and wondering. Not- you know, I was sitting there. I was like, wait a second. Why did they take a turnaround? I mean. You know, he's made some good defensive plays, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're definitely not taking him off of Rios. It's not like Rios is like gold glove third baseman or anything like oh, that. Oh, I have a quote here from Kevin Cash. Here we All go. Right, what we got? The only motive was that the lineup the Dodgers feature is as potent as any in the league. Personally, I felt Blake had done his job and then some. Mookie coming around the third time. I totally value and respect the questions that come with it. Didn't want Mookie or Seager seeing Blake a third time. There was no set plan. As much as people think, there's no set plan. Uh, it's still terrible, man. It's just, you can't, man. Look, I, you could tell me it's worked for you all season long, and that's what we do. Sometimes you just have to watch the game and get a feel. And, and Seeger's a lefty, too. So, like, why wouldn't you keep Snell to face Seeger? I mean, like... And but we mentioned the splits of bets. You mentioned this year's splits of bets. Even last year with the Red Sox, bets only hit 270 against lefties. So, you know, we're now basically on a year and a half sample size of Mookie, you know, not hitting as well against lefties as he has righties. So, uh, yeah. Corey Seager, the MVP. Not, I don't think that was a surprise. And I'm pissed. I was talking to, uh, you know, Ani Sridhar from Series yeah, 6, our producer, right? So I told him I got the Dodgers tonight. He's like, well, if you do, uh, Corey Seager's plus 185 for the MVP. You should bet that if you're going to put money on the Dodgers. And I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, I was surprised. I was like, wait a second. I mean, obviously the potential of a potential game seven. Right. And then a Rosarena if the Rays win. But, again, if you're going to bet the Dodgers, so I should have did it. But uh, Yeah, he had, a, he had a wild series. Uh, obviously, I mean – Seager great, was just ridiculous. Man. Yeah, I mean, well, he finally got a healthy year out of him, and you know, again, only half a year. But I mean, what a what a performance out of him this season uh, overall. Pretty it's, impressive. It's, I'm glad you brought that up because this is a thing that's important when it comes to fantasy. Fantasy, it's not like do you hate the player, like the player. A lot of it's value. So I've thought for the last several years, Corey Seager was so overvalued. I was like, Sky doesn't stay healthy. He doesn't steal bases. I'm not taking him in the fourth, fifth round this year. I was able to get him in the double-digit rounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking him at that point. Right. And he got a 300, 415, and 940 OPS uh, out of him for the regular season. Um, 
how do you think that will translate to next year, though? Obviously, you got to figure he's going to get bumped back up into like middle rounds for fantasy drafts. Yeah, he will. He'll definitely move up. And, you know, next year is going to be really interesting because remember, we don't have a full year of data. So, how are people going to do projections and how much do they take this season into account? Is there enough of a sample to say, yeah, this guy made an improvement here? So, it, it's going to make things kind of wild. And, you know, some people don't get sarcasm on Twitter. Because I tweeted out after Rosarena hit that home run. I'm like, oh, so he's really going to be the number one overall pick last year. <laughs> so people are like, no, their league's going to figure him out. I'm like, guys, uh, I guess it's tough when you're writing. But if anyone knows me, they should know it's sarcasm. But then yeah. again, not everyone who follows me knows me like that. So either way, it was definitely sarcasm. Uh, he's not going to be the number for number one. No, but overall he will pick. be overdrafted next year, though. Oh yeah, no question about for it. For sure, he's going to be overdrafted. But, I, mean, I mean, his playoff run is just absolutely insane, man. Yeah, it's all—it's a record. He had what nine home runs, ten home runs for the postseason. I mean, just the just an insane for a guy that wasn't like a highly touted prospect, right? Like he was just sort of a middling guy that they ended up calling up and just smashed. So. Uh, Damn, I feel bad for Justin Turner, so now he can't celebrate with his teammates. Right? Well, that's what I was. Th- that's what I was just thinking about myself. I'm like, man, Turner's probably like in the locker room, like the the, the other locker room or something like that, where everybody's uh everybody's celebrating, or maybe nobody's celebrating now because they've all been in contact with Turner this entire game. Uh, you know. Well, they're all wearing masks on the field, so yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They're supposed to be. I saw a lot of pictures of Blake Snell, no mask, in the dugout. So. Well, also, I'm seeing that the uh, Bet MGM uh, lost a lot of money with the Dodgers winning the World Series. Really, a lot of people went against them, huh? Or a lot of people bet them, I guess. Yeah, it was not an easy bet, but like I wrote when I did my preview, I'm like, it's hard to see the Dodgers losing. Like I said, in the National League, I didn't see anyone beating them, and I was I, I said the team that I thought was the biggest threat was the Reds, and I was completely wrong on that. I didn't give the Braves enough credit. Let's not forget the Braves were up three games to one. Yeah. Right. So, but I just felt like the Dodgers were their best team and they found a way to get it done. And, you know, they've been in positions where they've gotten burned. Like last year, I thought the Nationals getting into the postseason was the worst thing for the Dodgers because they had the pitching Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Like you don't want to face that, you know, yeah. the, and the net and think about it too. If the Nationals, got off to the start they did last year in this COVID season, they wouldn't even have been in the playoffs. Right. No, for sure. It's pretty crazy how that all, how that all worked out. And you're right though. I mean, you look at the Dodgers up and down, you know, their, their lineup, uh, especially after the Mookie trade was uh, stacked and the news is whether or not the pitching was going to come through and the health of the pitching, if that was going to come through for them. But, uh, you know, ended up being a wild 2020 season ends with the Dodgers finally getting, uh, their title, of course, they were one of the more vocal teams chirping the Astros after their cheating allegations uh, as well. So they probably feel a little bit of a re- redemption there uh, to finally get uh, that World Series uh, victory. Uh, Adam, obviously, the Antioch podcast can't happen without our sponsor, Monkey Night Fight. Let's just take a minute here and uh, get a couple words about them. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. 
Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, and we're back. Uh, Adam, any final thoughts here before we wrap up today's uh, podcast here? Again, of course, obviously, uh, Dodgers World Series champions. Now you're going to go ahead and uh, start looking at maybe some futures uh, for next season, see how teams end up ranking out. Yeah, look, I'm just glad that baseball was able to get the season complete. We had a couple of scares there with the Marlins and the Cardinals. It looked really dicey at times. It did. Uh, Yes, it did. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were sitting there like, oh, great. I was like, just please get to August 31st because I had a huge lead in one of my money leagues. I'm like, please, I'm not losing this lead. I need this. I want this money. So I was just glad that it made it to once it got to September 1st. Uh, but we were able to finish the season, and I thought it was an exciting playoffs. We had drama again with the Dodgers coming back from three games to one against Atlanta. Tampa Bay Yankees game five was exciting, uh, and even this series as well. You know, it went back and forth. You know, Dodgers with a big win in game five. Game five was four to two, uh, and game six, three to one uh, with the Blake Snell drama. So, and give credit to the Rays, man. They had a great year. Uh, they just didn't have enough uh, offense in the World Series. They struck out a ton, but... Um, you know, going into the year, I thought they were one of the top teams in the AL. And, you know, I kind of mentioned that, too, in the playoff review. I'm like, you know, I, uh, the Rays were probably the team to come out of the AL. And um, I, I just did I did not see any team in the NL beating the Dodgers. And obviously, if the Braves would have won, I would have been dead wrong. Right. I just thought the Braves were hurt, uh, you know, the injury to Mike Soroka. But you know what? That team has a really bright future, man. Uh, yeah. I hated I hated as a Met fan, but Max Fried, who I did love in fantasy, he was uh, phenomenal in the playoffs. Uh, Anderson pitched phenomenal as well. Uh, we'll have to see what they do with Ozuna, obviously. And, and yeah, but they still have Acuna and Freeman and Albies, and of course right. Travis Darnell is a freaking Hall of Famer now that he left <laughs> yeah. the Mets. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you were talking about watching your. Former Red Sox. I mean, you know how many former Mets to me, Justin Turner. I mean, I yeah. could go on and on, man. Hey, Joe just, Kelly was well, Joe Betts were posing for photos. We could have, we should have had Bruce Art Greater all, but for whatever reason, we decided not to accept that version of yeah, the deal. Right. You know, yeah. winning, so. But you got to be happy for Mookie, though, right? Oh, yeah. Listen, Mookie was fantastic as a Red Sox. You know, I don't, again, there were some different reports, even uh, as early as last week. Um, that Mookie had just turned down all the Red Sox offers and that the Red Sox went to him, said, give us a number, we'll pay it. And he just walked away. He, for whatever reason, wasn't interested in being here. That was one of the, a report that came out last week, maybe just to save face. And, you know, the ownership felt that uh, they didn't want that report getting out because it would have made them look worse uh, if they found out that Mookie just didn't want to be here. But, you know, to me, the whole idea behind trading Mookie now was they wanted to get rid of that David Price contract. And that was... You know, it hurts a little bit thinking they traded away the best player in baseball or one of the best players in baseball 
because they just needed to get rid of David Price, and that was like the cost to do so. Um, you know, that's a uh, frustrating. Not to take away from anything from like Alex Verdugo. Verdugo had a really nice season. Right. It just wasn't Mookie Betts, who's now a World Series champion for another organization. Uh, could you imagine if this went to Game Seven? What would happen with this Justin Turner thing? Oh, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, yeah, everybody would. There's no way they could play until the tests were done. Oh, my goodness. Could you right? imagine that? Game I mean, seven, game seven would have to be delayed because maybe what you have to hope is it's a false positive, right? I mean, we've seen a lot of that. We've seen it in the NFL, but man. I just don't know how these tests are coming. Well, yeah, like what, in the middle yeah, of the what, That's what I don't get either. Like, was <laughs> this in an envelope somewhere and someone forgot? Like, yeah. I, like what the hell is going on? Yeah, Turner, Turner COVID test. Like, oh man, this isn't open yet. You know, like, that sucks for him too that he can't celebrate. I mean, obviously we hope he's healthy and every day and it, every, it hits everyone different. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of the athletes really not, well, I shouldn't say that Raquel Armstead. Jeez, man, that is brutal that he's. Yeah. Hey, hey Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. You know, we say that, but did, did he have a heart issue though before? He didn't before, no, but he had it because okay. of the COVID. So okay, yeah, so yeah, you never know. But wow, woo! This is this is mind-boggling. Well, it's 2020, man, right? We yeah. don't get surprised anything, anything. Anything's possible. We do wrap up the baseball season. We're in the middle of the football season, and then Adam, basketball could be starting in about a month and a half. You know, if we're given the uh, the voting that's supposedly happening, where they're looking at maybe a December 22nd start. In uh, December first, opening for, for training camp. So, uh, you know, sports keep on rolling along. Yeah, it's going to be a very weird November. Um, you know, I was talking to Howard Bender with about this a few weeks ago, and then he brought it to my attention. I was like, "Oh wow, I forgot." Yeah, November. There's going to be like no sports during the week on Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, so used to basketball or even hockey. So. Yeah, well, who it, knows? Who knows how many more Tuesday night football games we could have? You know, that like, is yeah. true. Can't rule it out, and yeah, probably the NFL will be like, "Hey, there's no other sports on. Let's <laughs> yeah. just move it to Tuesday anyway, so we can get more ratings." Exactly. Exactly. If not, we can all just play some e-gaming. You know, esports is on the rise. So, um, yeah, I will not be watching that. <laughs> hey, the Masters. The Masters are coming up, so you can get you can get. If into it wasn't the on a Sunday, and there was football. I would be watching it because when we had the pandemic and there was no sports i was i actually watched a little golf i never it was one song because i bet on it that's the yeah. thing that's what people that's why sports wagering is so huge you know if you are wagering on something you're more inclined to watch it it just makes it more fun and i got into golf a little bit i'm not gonna lie a sunday when it's close it's not you that can, bad to watch be, you can lay some like a uh, second round leader bets right and oh yeah no it. i when i was honestly <laughs> when i was cash I cannot get it right beforehand. I don't know anything. I read stuff. I read Fantasy Alarm. Yeah. I read, you know, and I just like, all right, well, this is decent odds, this and that. But I can't get it right picking the first day. What I, I did cash on after going into the final day. Okay. Yeah, you got to do that. I know that the head-to-head matchups are, what, uh, are, are some of the popular uh, bets for the days. You know, you go into it. You don't pick a leader, but you pick a matchup. And just hope that guy outgolfs the other guy for that day, and you can you can make some money that way. But uh, no, I agree. It's gonna be interesting November with the limited of sports that are going on. Uh, free agency for other sports will be opening up though, so maybe that'll keep us mildly entertained. Yeah, we'll definitely look. It'll help me start my fantasy baseball prep early and mm-hmm. fantasy basketball too. I really don't play. I usually uh, this year I only played one season long NBA league because it's the time, man. Because yeah. 
it's just like it's happened to me the last couple of years where it's like, all right, all right, baseball ends, you know, in the normal schedule of this September, football is going on. Oh, basketball starts in two weeks. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I it just sneaks up on you and I just don't have a lot of time to prep for it. So, you know, this will give me a little bit more of an opportunity. So maybe I'll do maybe two leagues. I don't know. I got to see what the, the season, like how yeah, I only, I only do a few leagues myself for basketball. Cause it is that it's that is that everyday grind uh, as well. You know, something that we like about baseball, um, yeah, but it, it is like carrying that over into, and it's uh, not as popular, unfortunately. I is, mean, I, I like it, um, but yeah, we love my you. Home, so. My home league does head to head. I prefer Roto, uh, but maybe I'll do, I didn't get to do an NFB K one, this past year uh, but i have done it in the past so maybe i'll jump in one sounds good uh all right adam uh again wrapping this up here our dodgers world series champions in game six uh howard bender will be returning to the india podcast as soon as he gets his power turned back on which i think will be the next episode so you'll get to hear his uh voice again but for john and pemba adaronis we'll catch you guys next time <laughs>